1: Greetings, and it's meeting time, and today we're going to continue our road to recovery by introducing the second step of this journey, that we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. It's in this step that we're going to discover foundational principles, hidden treasures of hope, faith, wisdom, trust, restoration, and true understanding of the diseased mind of an addict. This step pulls no punches, strongly proclaiming that existing in the darkness of addiction is truly insane. Now, some of you may be thinking insanity is too harsh a word to describe your condition. However, if you take a realistic look at your life, you may realize that you've been anything but sane. For example, Pride, self-centeredness, isolation, blaming others for our problems are true signs of abnormal thinking. Doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results, that's insanity. Ignoring warning signs that our lives are spiraling out of control, but yet we deny that we have a problem and we continue justifying our actions. That's anything but sane. And destroying our loved ones, destroying ourselves, total insanity. So take a realistic look at your life. If I've just described your thought process, if you're living with a secret addiction, is there any doubt you need to be restored to sanity? Well, fret not. We have the solution for you. Now, in step one, We gave up control by admitting that we're powerless over our dependencies, that our lives are askew. Well, we need to believe in something outside of ourselves that can restore our mental health. So let's seek out the help that's available by reviewing these hidden treasures, key words, and phrases in this step. The first word in this principle is we. In fact, 11 of the 12 steps start with we. My friends, God works through people, and unless there's instant healing, we need the support of others. Recovery literature strongly suggests the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. Proverbs fifteen twenty two teaches, plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. There's a saying in this recovery program. This is a we program. I can't, but we can. And then we came. We came to meetings. Folks, there's meetings that address all concerns. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, Overeaters, Sexual Addictions, our 12-step Christian meetings, and there's Al-Anon meetings for the family. Now, this step is called the Hope Step and by listening and talking to others at these meetings we begin to witness the restoration of normality in people that were just like us people admitting that they could not fix themselves have us realize there must be a greater power that helped them and when you receive the experience and wisdom shared in these meetings you'll experience one of the hidden treasures you will be flooded with hope. And then we came to. When we're caught up in our addiction, and our twisted thinking, we are deceived in so many ways. We must remember we're involved in spiritual warfare and the battlefield is between our ears. And in our weakened state, Satan will flood our sensory impulses with temptations, lies, apathy, denial, pride, and grandiose thinking. The evil one wants us to believe that we're above it all, a God unto ourselves. And this delusional thinking keeps us right where Satan wants us. And in our deranged mind, we actually become void of higher and emotional functions. We acquire strange habits and mannerisms. We forget how to work or play. We forget how to show love or concern for others. We forget how to feel, and then we fall into selective thinking, forgetting about our bizarre behavior by justification, and then Satan continues sending missiles of obsession and compulsion into the battlefield of our minds until our spirits are totally broken, and the capacity to feel human is lost, and our existence is reduced the animal level. Our pride and arrogance turns to humiliation. And my friends, if that's not insanity, I don't know what is. Listen, this is so important. God is not going to intervene in our lives until we acknowledge that we're not God. God is God, and he has the power to restore us to wholeness. Proverbs 3, teaches, God will resist the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And we learn this to be true in the historical event I ask you to reference in Daniel chapter 4, verses 19 through 33. So let's go there. Now, in chapter 1, we learn that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Daniel and other young men were taken to Babylon to be trained for royal service. Daniel, he was gifted with the special ability of prophecy and to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. So much so that his prophecies were recorded in the book of Revelation and they're relevant this very day. Now in chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that his own wise men couldn't interpret or explain the meaning. And the king was furious, and he ordered all wise men to be put to death, including Daniel. So Daniel went to prayer. And in answer to his prayer, Daniel learned the nature and meaning of this dream. So he was escorted to the palace. Giving all praise to God, he revealed the dream And its meaning, Daniel made known to the king that he had seen a great image in his dream that represented four Gentile powers, Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. The king dreamt of a rock cut out of a mountain without human hands, and that represented Jesus Christ that will destroy these four kingdoms and rule over the earth forever. And when the king heard Daniel's wisdom, he claimed, truly your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over king. But King Nebuchadnezzar was a quick forgetter. In chapter three, he had a giant golden statue made of himself for people to worship. And there's a powerful life lesson in this chapter that we'll visit in the future. So let's go to chapter four. And another dream, the king dreamt of a beautiful tree reaching up to heaven and spreading out to the ends of the earth. And it was filled with delicious fruit and all the world was fed from this tree and wild animals lived in its shade. And in his dream, the king saw a holy man declaring, cut down the tree, but leave the stump. And then he saw a man living like an animal And Daniel came before the king, and he told him that the tree represents himself and his empire. And Daniel told him, if you don't repent of your sins, you'll be driven from human society and live like a wild animal eating grass. But the king continued bragging about his greatness. He even considered himself a god. So the judgment was fulfilled, and in his insanity, he ate grass like a cow and he existed like this for seven years until his hair was as long as eagle feathers and his nails were like claws and when the seven years expired his sanity being restored the king praised glorified and honored the king of kings the almighty god so what are we to learn from this powerful teaching well, the writing's on the wall. In our insane lifestyle, there are severe consequences. And as with King Nebuchadnezzar, we too must come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. For me personally, I didn't have long hair. I didn't have claws. But for decades, my existence was also reduced to the animal level. It was like I was in a demonic trance, consumed by obsession and compulsion. I was a slave to the evil one's every demand. After many lost years and continued insistence of my wife, I was admitted to several treatment facilities for an extended period of time. I had to be in a safe environment to protect myself. For myself, from my deteriorated thought process. I started attending meetings on a regular basis. I started to receive support from my predecessors. I found a sponsor that guided me through these 12 steps. I went back to church and received prayer and counseling from the pastors that were in my life. Church, treatment, and meetings gave me hope. And then this hope brought me out of my inhumane trance, out of my living nightmare. Eventually, the obsession and compulsion were lifted. And in time, I was restored to sanity. I woke up. And I meet with you today with 29 years of restoration and healing. Amen. Let's continue. We came to believe. Now, this principle is also called the faith step. You see, hope can only become a reality by witnessing the miracle of others and placing our faith in God's almighty power. So what's faith? Hebrews 11.1 teaches, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Now, restoration happened for me, and I'm confident. That it will happen for you as well. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Trust me, witnessing the recovery of others, that's a power in itself. However, no human being is able to remove the spiritual malignant tumor of addiction from our lives. This being a Christian meeting... Our faith of restoration is in the author of the Bible, the one and only triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God in three persons. In this God, we have a heavenly Father who loves us. In this God, we have a Son, Jesus Christ, who was sent to save us from eternal damnation by dying on a Roman cross as a substitute for the punishment of, of your sins and my sins. In this God, we have the Holy Spirit, our comforter, helper, and warrior that charges the front line of this spiritual warfare to defeat Satan's control over us and restore us to sanity. This triune God, he hears our prayers, understands our suffering, and transforms us into wholeness. Look, Alcoholics Anonymous Gamblers Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous saved my life, but Jesus saved my soul. And accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and following his instructions for our lives are our only means of recovery, healing, and eternal life. So let me ask you, what power source are you plugged into today? Now, lastly, having said all that, some of you may be thinking, that all sounds good, but this God thing just doesn't work for me. So next week, we're going to address these thoughts and feelings as we continue introducing the second step, and I want you to reference Romans 1, 18 through 23, and Romans 3, 21 through 26. Amen.